Hey, welcome back to Rescued Life for episode three. This is Coach Kim Holloway. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast for women with purpose in pursuit of deep wellness, presence, and purposeful living. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and reached out about last week's show and the first episode. Oh my God, I am so thankful to you. I um, truly share that accident, near-death experience of mine um, from the heart, and I just love that it can help others appreciate life today um, as much as it has helped me appreciate life today. So thank you so much for listening. So freaking cool. Um, So, you know, if you like that show or if you like this episode, please give me a rating and share the link on um, social media or with your friends and family. Just would love to keep growing this community of listeners. You guys are so awesome. Um, So yeah, today we're going to jump in big and talk about the four biggest wellness mistakes a lot of us are making and how to shift gears in a better direction for ourselves. So deep wellness, you know, I talk about this being a podcast for women with purpose who um, are in pursuit of deep wellness. And so, you know, just let's just talk about the word wellness in general. You know, what do people usually think of when I say the word wellness? Um, and, you know, most of the time when I ask that question, you know, the answers I get are dieting, um, exercise, and, you know, those are good answers. Um, sometimes people bring up things like meditation, and, you know, that's awesome too. Um, but, you know, it just feels a little bit like we're just kind of bringing up things to do, obligations, you know, like wellness is this thing like, oh, I really should do this. I really should do that, you know, and and it doesn't really feel like something that's super purposeful or passionate. And that's why, like for me, the word wellness, as we currently think about is just not good enough. And that's where I want to introduce you to the idea of deep wellness. So what do I mean when I say deep wellness? Really, you know, adding the deep is really just about tying into the why. Tie into the why. If we peel back the layers of stuff that we've packed onto ourselves, obligations, expectations, rules, regulations, judgments that we make about ourselves, or even all of those things that are put onto us by other people from the day that we're born, if we peel back all those layers, what's left? You know, really what's left is your purest, truest self. And I feel like that version of us is really, that's the version of us that's just dying to be discovered and accessed, you know? And whenever you think about like, what do I want with my life? What do I want to do? I feel like there's always this feeling inside your gut or in your chest that you're just like, man, like this woman is who I really am. But it just seems so far away. Um, And... Part of that is just needing to tie into the why. Um, What is it that you want to be? Who is it that you really want to be? And it's like not so much that you're not that yet. It's just that all of those other things, like I said, those obligations, those expectations, the rules, the regulations, the judgments, the rat race, the, you know, the day job that you feel like you have to have because you have to do this and you should do that. All of those things are just kind of covering up this, you know, deep desire this deep who we really are our true selves and um I feel like there's four main mistakes that we're making 
that keep us from that tr- from really expressing and bringing to the surface and bringing to life that true self and our best lives and living as that version of us. So the first one, the number one mistake I see is that you're starving yourself. And what I mean by that is that yes, when we talk about wellness, we think solution the solution is dieting and working out and Oftentimes we find that we're trying to try various diets or nutrition routines and we have trouble sticking to them. Um, Some people also struggle with, you know, you sign up for a gym, but then you never go or you start working out for a while and you're really, really good about it, but then you kind of fall off. Um, Why? Well, first, um, the basis upon which we're making the choice to go on a diet and go work out usually is that we're trying to fix ourselves. Like every person I talk to that wants to improve their nutrition, you know, maybe they don't like the word diet anymore. I know that word is out. But at the end of the day, if you're change, if you're trying to change what you eat and eat in a certain way, then you're trying to change your diet. You're trying to change the things that you consume. But most of the time when I see people pursuing a nutrition change or going to the gym, it's a means to fix themselves. It's us saying, oh my God, look at my fat roll. Oh my God, look at my thighs. Oh my God, look at my double chin. Like, I really need to do something. These pants don't fit anymore. I just, you know, I just feel so fat. You know, and I just hear it all the time. Like, some people, you know, will deny it. But then, you know, when it comes time to actually making changes, it comes out. There's something that you think is wrong with you. And so you are dieting and working out because you feel like you need to fix those things. And the thing about it is... That's almost why it never works because I think I said this in episode one, when we're trying to make changes and pursue wellness as a means of fixing ourselves like or or reducing ourselves, it's like your soul, your heart, your like core true, you can't get behind that because it's like you trying to say like, I'm going to diminish myself. I'm going to change what I am. And your soul is just like, wait, no, no, I'm all about growing you. I'm all about nourishing you. I'm all about helping you thrive. I want I want to thrive. You know, my soul is saying, I want to thrive. I want to live my best life. And um, you're starving yourself. Also, when I say starving yourself, like, I don't mean that you're not eating. Like, for sure, it, you know, especially if you're struggling with having too much body fat or if you're, you're having health problems because of the kinds of foods that you're eating. Like, I'm not saying that you're not consuming calories. I'm saying that the things that you are consuming do not contain the n- nourishment that you need. So the focus of making diet changes, if you want them to stick, has to be that you desire to nourish yourself, not to fix yourself. So what does nourishing yourself look like? Well, for one, it's taking time to grow more mindful and present in your body. Like sometimes people come to me, I'm a nutrition coach. People come to me and they're like, hey, what should I eat? What should I do? And I'm like, well, the first thing you need to do is listen and pay attention to how your body feels and get in tune with what your body needs. And we have all kinds of ways to do that. But to tune back in to experience and get familiar again with hunger cues and fullness cues and all of your body's natural cues because your body does communicate with you about what it needs. But we have to be in the habit of listening. And then once you get good at listening, to seek out and prepare whole, unprocessed, nutrient-rich, real 
food. So again, when I say that number one mistake is that you're starving yourself, it's not that I'm saying you're not eating anything. It's just because you're definitely putting something in your mouth, but it's often not real food. I'm also not one to say that you can't have cookies or cake or pasta. Like cake is, mm, it's so good. Like (laughs) I'm not denying you of anything. And I don't think that you should either. There's nothing bad about these foods. If eating a cookie is going to prove valuable for any reason at all, more valuable than it is detrimental anyway, then you should eat it and enjoy it. When my three-year-old hands me his last cookie and it says, thanks, thanks, mommy, I love you. This is for you. You can have this one. Like, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to love it. And it's just not that serious. There's nothing wrong with eating cookies and cake and pasta. But when eating a cookie... When eating processed foods and these high, um, like really highly, highly overly delicious foods becomes a band-aid for emotional pain or boredom or a lack of fulfillment, when we don't have fulfillment in life and we're turning turning that into a lifestyle of food for pleasure and food for fulfillment, then we end up having too many calories which leads to obesity, sickness, lack of energy, and we feel bad. And we're not getting the nutrients we need. And so that makes life blech. And so at that point, you know, you've stopped listening to your body's needs. You're not tuned in. Um, You're eating stuff, but you're starving yourself. And so this is about getting real nutrients, real food, Um, And really starving yourself emotionally too, because when your body or your heart and your mind are saying, you need something, you need some emotional healing, you need some emotional fulfillment, you need some stimulation in your life, and you put a bandaid on that, then you're starving yourself emotionally too. So you're not getting your actual physical nutrient needs met, but then you're also not getting your emotional needs met. And it's just a, a terrible like feedback loop. Um, and that's the reason, you know, you're sort of forcing your best self into hiding. And that's why I list that as the number one. So, so deep wellness is about getting super mindful about what you put in you and how it serves that best you, because that best you is dying to come out, to be revealed, to get noticed because, and it's, you know, this is all about doing these things because you love you. Because you are powerful and important and worthy of amazing attention and care. Not because, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I suck. You know, that's, no, that's crap. You don't suck. You're incredible. And you deserve to be nourished both emotionally and in your body. So number one mistake, you're starving yourself. It's time to start nourishing you. Second mistake that's holding you back from deep wellness is just that you're not moving enough. And, you know, even if you're hitting the gym three times a week, that's awesome. You're still not moving enough. (laughs) Because realistically, like if you look at most people's lives, like we're living like we're stuck in a prison. Like you can't live like you're in a prison and expect to thrive. And here's why I say that. Because, you know, we lay down and sleep in our beds and then we wake up and we sit down to eat. And then, yeah, we run around and do some chores because we have to like hustle and get somewhere. But then we go to work and then we sit at work. And then, you know, maybe you stand at work, but like most of us are still like just standing in one place. It's not like we're super active and engaged in our bodies. We go home, we're tired, we sit down, we're at home. 
um, and then start all over again. You know, in between those things, we're sitting in the car. So the only thing that really changes is that we're going from location to location, but then at each location, we may be doing things with our minds, but typically we are um, just changing location and doing nothing in our bodies. So if you want to thrive, here's the deal. You have got to move. So it doesn't really matter how, right? Like at first, you know, if right now we're living the prison life and just changing from location to locate prison transfers all day, um, just walk, you know, get up, walk around the building, come back in, um, dance, you know, luckily our employers are getting on board with, you know, a little bit more, uh, wellness type stuff. So, you know, you can say to the boss, like, Hey, you know, instead of taking smoke breaks, like, you know, Sally over there, I'm going to get up and do a lap around the building and come back. Um, you can hula hoop, you can hopscotch, you know, it doesn't matter. You could do landscaping in your yard or weed the garden or play with the dog. But the idea is just get off your tuchus and move your body every single day, multiple times a day. Yes, multiple. Like even if it's just getting out of your chair to stretch a little bit, grab some more coffee, get up a lot especially if you're sitting. And then once you get better about moving all the time, and this is important, you have got to do some kind of strength or resistance training. And here's why, right? And so sometimes I say this, and so immediately people are like, no. And I'm just like, all right, you know, you don't want to, but I'm going to tell you the truth. It is impossible to stay as lean and mobile as you want to as you age if you don't show your body that it needs to do that. So you literally have to tell your muscles that you still need those muscles by using them. Your muscles are what keep your metabolism high. They are your fat burning machinery. Your muscles are what make it possible for you to pick up heavy things and do things without feeling like you can't because you're not strong enough. You can be strong, but you have to communicate to your muscles through strength and resistance training that you need them. In addition to that, you have to tell your bones that you still need them. So especially as women, as we get older, our bone density declines, but it doesn't have to decline so much if we are communicating to our body that we need those bones to be sturdy and durable. So strength and resistance training at least a couple times a week. Don't know how to do it? Don't know what to do? I'll send you something. Hit me up. All right? The answers are out there. It's just a matter of you kind of, you know, making that commitment um, to your body and saying, hey... I have to move. I cannot be my best me, the best me I'm longing to be and stay that way unless I do this today and every day. Um, So whatever it's going to take, and this is really, this is what I tell the girls I train with. You need to prepare today. Do something today that's going to help you be the most badass 80-year-old woman that goes viral on Facebook or whatever social media platform is around when we're 80 um, for being so damn strong and awesome. Because you absolutely can't. And really, like, no one should be shocked by the 80-year-old woman who still trains and can do pull-ups and can move her body. Because if you move your body often and teach it to keep your muscles and bones, we'll all be badass 80-year-olds with tattoos chasing down our badass little grandkids. Like, that's, that's what I want. Like, I'm not going to be, you know, weak and, and struggling and... Um, lacking mobility and energy and strength. No, because I'm going to do what it takes now to move in that direction, right? So if you don't do this now, start. 
because not doing so is the path to gaining weight, you know, feeling weak, losing your flexibility, being in pain all the time, and breaking a hip. So let's get moving. Um, so that's mistake number two is just not moving enough. Mistake number three. This is a big one. You are all work and no play. All work and no play. Um, if you want to be the most ravishing and empowered you that you want to be, you have got to have regular replenishment scheduled into your life. Replenishment. Recovery. And what do I mean by that? Replenishment is actively pursuing time and space for rest, recovery, healing, growth, and joy. So how do you do that, right? Like, um, recovery and rest, that's sleep, you know? For the most part, that's just sleep. So seven to nine hours of sleep tonight. So if you're not already doing that, like, that's the biggest bang for your buck right there for every wellness goal you could possibly have. Um, if you're not getting at least seven, go to bed earlier, wake up later, whatever you got to do. If you struggle with that, let me know. I will help you design a sleep ritual to help you get there. Um, connection with others. That's a big one, especially for us as women. Let me tell you, if you have a cup, one or two women in your life, like I know you can think of them right now, one or two women in your life and you're like, man, this chick, when I'm around her, like we just, we are connected. That is my soul sister. That is my girl. Like we are like seriously, we're, we're family. We haven't talked, and you know what? You probably are also going to tell me that you guys don't talk as much as you used to because you're both busy with your families, you're doing all these things. You know what? This is important. You have got to connect with her, with those ladies. Make a video conference on your Facebook Messenger or on your phone, um, however you do it. <laughs> Whatever technology you use, you have got to make time to connect with other women because when you do that I'm telling you it heals your soul there's nothing more revitalizing and replenishing than laughing and just being with other women who get you um, another one another part of replenishment is uh, spirituality so whatever you believe in connection with your higher power connection with God um, connection with sort of the collective whole universe um play when was the last time you just played you know be silly play around goof around have a game night play a sport do something pampering yourself um that's you know a small part of the replenishment equation but it's important too you know if you um have a brush you can do some skin brushing there's a video in that in the Facebook group that I have. If you're not in that Facebook group, hit me up. I will add you. But we have uh, Miss Jessie Paterna from Meditational Movement. She did a video on how to do skin brushing. It's an amazing therapeutic activity you can do all by yourself. Um, love making, hello. Um, that is a wonderful way to revive and replenish. I'm going to tell you, like, orgasms are the best thing for your body. Have them regularly, you know? And you can do that by yourself, too. Huh. Um... But making time for activities that bring you laughter and joy, connection, um, growth occurs when you pursue replenishment. So if you're all work and no play, and I know if you're telling me right now, like, Kim, I cannot, like, I do not have time for that. Well, then this is about you, like, because it's really just the outside you that is 
all tied up in all the stuff of life that doesn't really matter. That's saying like, oh my God, I don't have time. But the inside you, the real you, the one that, you know, is like ready to get after your purpose. It's saying, oh my God, can I really have that? Like, is that really something I can have? And the answer is yes, you can have it, but you have to take it. You have to take this time. So think about it. Next couple of days, um, next week, let's say the next week, how much work do you have planned? I bet you have work planned, not just even at the office, but work planned at the office, work planned at home. You have a lot, How much intentional recovery do you have planned? How much time do you have mapped out and dedicated right now for your own replenishment? And I'm going to guess that it's not a lot. So um, take some time. And this is really about a regular practice. So every single day you need at least 10 minutes of stillness and mindfulness practice. If you don't like to meditate, that's fine. But 10 minutes to yourself to be still, to breathe, to, to stretch, to just get your brain vibing the way it needs to be your best self. You know, you need 10 minutes a day right now, but your best self needs like an hour. So I'm not even asking for a lot. (laughs) Um, And then on top of that, daily belly laughs, daily awesome conversations with that friend that you can't get enough of that you never see anymore. Um, And, and more. So that's the third biggest mistake is that we're all working no play. We need to add some replenishment to our lives. And then number four, The last one, probably the biggest one of all. You know what? This is the biggest one. It's true. The biggest obstacle I see to deep wellness for women is a lack of self-compassion. Negative self-talk. Being a jerk to yourself. Um, And if you're like me sometimes, and a lot of my clients when I first meet them, you are downright rude to yourself, woman. (laughs) And you know what? For you to thrive, like you just can't be a jerk to, to other people or to yourself. You have to cultivate a habitual self-compassion. My definition of self-compassion is really just a non-judgmental attitude toward yourself of comfort, open-hearted kindness, and emotional awareness. So I will tell you... Um, One of the best ways I've helped people kind of recognize and overcome this, um, to those of you listeners who are part of my Empowered Woman workshop at the end of September, you did this activity and you guys loved this one. Um, By the way, we'll have another Empowered Woman workshop at the end of March. Um, So kind of mark your calendar and I'll tell you a little bit more about that soon. Um, But we're going to have another one of those. It's an incredible um, two-day opportunity to connect with other women who are saying, hey, my best self is ready to come out and play. Um, We're going to do some activities that help you really understand your values, your priorities, and bring those out to the surface in your daily life and um, really work through the obstacles, you know, or those voices in your head that say, oh my God, I can't do that. And like, oh, yes, you can. Let's figure it out. Um, So incredible, incredible opportunity um, and limited seats. So like I said, mark your calendar end of March, we're going to have the Empowered Woman Workshop number two. Um, But yeah, so 
One of the best ways I've ever helped people recognize and overcome this self-compassion problem is to say, okay, I want you to write down all of the crappy things you catch yourself saying to yourself over the course of like a week. Or, you know, if you just already know what they are right now, write them all down. So, you know, go through the list. Common ones, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. I'm so fat. I'm such a screw up. I can't do anything right. Um, don't forget the comparisons. I'll never be able to look like her, talk like her, be a boss like her. Um, I suck at this. I hear that all the time. Like, all the time. I suck at this. I just can't do that. I can't do this. Um, list list it all out and get it out. All the crappy things that you believe about yourself. And then, once you've done that, I want you to bring to mind a picture of yourself as a little girl. I'm sure that we've all seen enough pictures of ourselves as children that you can just bring one to mind or go find one, an actual physical picture of yourself as a little girl and look at your sweet, perfect, innocent little face. Look at all the potential in you. And you have to ask, like, would you say that shit to her? Would you tell her you can't do anything right? You suck at that. You can't do that. You're not good enough. Would you say that? What's wrong with you? Why can't you stick to a diet? Why are you so fat? Would you say that to that little girl? Or, you know, if that doesn't work for you, imagine any child in your life right now that you love. Would you say that to them? Or what if you caught someone speaking that way to them, someone else? I know, I don't know about you, but for me, that those are fighting words. Like, you're not going to look at a beautiful child and say that stuff to them. And, and you know what? You are that child. You are still that person. The reason that it's not acceptable to say that to children is because it's just not acceptable, period. So talking to yourself that way is holding you back from who you're meant to be. It's a mistake and it's a choice. It's a choice. It's just a habit. And you don't have to do it. So the only way to stop it is to just stop tolerating it from yourself and pay attention. And every time you notice that you're spewing these lies to yourself, just stop and turn it around. You know what? My body is a freaking miracle. Each of the cells in my body, the billions of cells in my body right now are working tirelessly, tirelessly to promote me, to heal me, to energize me, to empower me. And there are billions of chemical reactions happening right now. Complicated ones. Like how is that even possible? And they're all happening for my sake. My body fights for me every day. My body keeps me and carries me, and it is enough. My mind is enough. My heart is enough. The whole universe, and every moment from the start of the universe until now, every single moment had to happen just the way it did for me to even exist. And particularly for me to get to this point today, because I feel like I shouldn't even be here, given some of the choices I've made and things I've been through. And even now in this moment, There will never be another moment like this one. So you, woman, (laughs) you can do whatever you decide to do. And you are powerful. You're important. I promise you, you are so important. And you are capable. And it's time to get after it. So it's time to start speaking to yourself with a little bit of respect. And even more respect than you give to other people. That's what all this is about. Self-respect, you know. All four of these mistakes is about self 
respect. How do you expect your true and purposeful self to come alive if you don't show her any respect? By nourishing yourself, by moving your body in ways to make it feel good and strong, by taking time to replenish yourself, to restore your spirit and your mind, to restore your hardworking body, and self-compassion by being kind, by saying, hey there, I know this is hard. I know you're going through a lot, but that's okay. You got this. You've got this. It's a new moment. It's a new day. Keep it going, girl. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Any of these mistakes resonate with you? Um, And then what are some ways you'd like to add a little more of the solutions to your life? Hit me up. Let's talk about it. Um, Thanks for tuning in to Rescued Life. This is Coach Kim Holloway. I'll see you soon.